you have now arrived at the next stop on the Astrology Line. Welcome to the first episode of the Astrology Line with me, Echo, coming to you from London and me, Josephine Vinton, coming to you from Kent. It's 26th of August, 2022. Mercury's in Libra, Mars is in Gemini, Virgo season. Perfect time for a podcast. And the intentions for the podcast get you acquainted with how we can work with planetary rhythms to participate in life and develop ourselves for ritual awareness and fulfillment. All that good stuff. And really, we just want to have like deep discussions and cut through all the bullshit that's online about astrology today um, and really get to the heart of what astrology is all about and spread that awareness. Should we give a bit of background about ourselves? Let's do it. Right. I'm a sporty guy. I'm into health and fitness, hip hop and nature. I've always been into life's deeper depths and had an inquiring mind. That and what Nas said, my actions are one with the seasons, had me curious about the reveals, which are always crazy interesting. So I'm a detective through and through. How about yourself? Love to hear that. Um, so me, I work as a freelance illustrator, currently collaborating on a series of children books. So that's what I do for work. And yeah, I've been studying astrology for about four years now, um, currently studying with the London School of Astrology. And other than that, I love to paint, sew, write and just create in general. Whilst on the subject of all this astrology, should we get into some fun questions? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. I'll start a basic but essential question. What are your big three? My big three are Virgo, Capricorn, Cancer. That's Sun, Moon, Ascendant. Mm. How about yourself? So mine are Gemini, Sun, Leo, Moon, Taurus, Rising. You know, air, fire, and earth. Love that. Basic. (laughs) I've got a question for you, though. How do you see astrology in the next five years? Oh, okay. Good question. So in the next five years, I definitely see the hype of astrology growing um, and becoming more widely accepted and more part of daily life, you know. But also, like, I do think with that, you'll also see the rise of more superficial information being spread Mm -hmm. that doesn't really hold much weight. But also the only other thing, I think it's definitely become going to become a more common career. Um, So, yeah, there's positives and negatives, but I think we're going in the right direction. What about you? Yeah, call me delusional, but I see astrology being used in school. I see it being used in dating apps. I see it being used, (laughs) could even be used in church. (laughs) It's really interesting, but... We'd love to see that. I'd always see astrology still being an outcast, still being the reject that just gives no scruples, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) looking around in boxes for an f to give but still being intriguing still being enlightening absolutely absolutely i love that i'd love to see it as well it'd be really cool if they use it with like recruitment companies like imagine that like a recruitment company purely based on a strategy like matching people up with companies yeah that'd be a good idea if anyone wants to make that happen (laughs) and they might not make it openly known but Mm -hmm. i think that 
it'll be nice to see it in casting as well, film casting. You never know. It might already be being done. I believe so. But I think it'll be more openly, more openly detailed, made clear to the public that that's what they do. Or even football teams as well. That that would mm. be a method of basically putting teams and groups and film members or actors together. Yeah. Sounds like the future. I love it. So mm. I've got a question for you. Mm. What is your favourite placement in your chart? My favourite placement is my Mars-Uranus conjunction in Sag. Basically, that describes a part of me that basically shows where the angels fear to tread. What about you? So my favourite placement in my chart is my Saturn and Jupiter rising. Um, mm. They're really close to my ascendant and they really just add some spice to it. Because obviously I have a Taurus rising, which can be kind of sensible, boring. And then, you know, you've got this theme of like duality with the two planets there. Yeah. Um, and so you've got like the organised, serious, um, quite cold side that gets things done which is Saturn but then also like I've got the Jupiter side of me which really you know adds some optimism some philosophy um although a bit over the top sometimes so yeah I've just had a little download with you being a Gemini do you think that ties into your hot and coldness as well Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, my whole chart really reflects that Gemini nature. I've got what's called a zigzag chart. So um, all of my inner planets are on one side of the chart. All of my um, outer planets are on the other side of the chart. And also then, obviously, like, the two on my ascendant, I really do have a very dual nature. So you don't know which twin you're going to get. I love that. And (laughs) I feel like you already answered the next question. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> astrology already being ever being accepted so mm-hmm. a bit of about that which is great i think it'll be accepted too so. i think it will i think it is already becoming more accepted anyway i think people just um are interested in themselves do you know what i mean and it's a lot more accessible now you know price wise and things like that there's yeah. a lot more astrologers it used to obviously be um it used to be exclusive to say like the monarch, like five hundred. Yeah, kings and queens. Yeah. Exactly, but now it's for the everyday people, and if it was good enough for kings and queens, it's good enough for us. Yeah, but I feel a part of me feels there will always be the skeptics or those who always they will always feel that nah, life is what you make it. So those people who do not believe in in fate at all, who just think life is what you make it, and. The movers and the shakers, the grafters, I think they're the ones that are really going to dispel anything like this. So I think there's still going to be some opposition. Yeah, to be honest, I definitely do second that. Like, I know some people that just don't want to know. They don't want to be told about themselves. And that's okay because we need a balance of people in the world and not everyone's going to get it, you know. It's quite, like, being an astrologer, to a degree, is quite courageous. (laughs) Because it's like having the courage to be disliked. Like You know people are going to question it. You know people are going to try and argue with you about why it's, like, wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not for the same heart, eh? No, exactly that. So, next question. Mm-hmm. Is there a placement in your chart that's been challenging for you? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's only right we keep it realistic. So, mm-hmm. my moon square Pluto, 100%. Yeah. For so many reasons. But challenge is a catalyst for change, a catalyst for growth, 
and they say our biggest victories come from the challenges. So I'm not go- I've, I've, I've never been the type to sit in the corner and be like, oh no, I've got this, I'm stuck with that, <laughs> my life is doomed forever. No, let's, let's, it, it brings friction, and where friction comes a spark, and that spark can turn into a flame to keep your whole world warm. So, you know, grateful for that. Nice. Well, how, about, how about you? Your chart all rosy? You got any challenges? So for me, like I know it off the cuff, the biggest challenge in my chart has definitely been my Pluto in seventh, uh, like in really close opposition to Venus and the sun. Um, Pluto is like a great destructor and the seventh house is relationships, like so is Venus. To say the least and to keep it short, my relationships have been traumatising. However, like you said about challenges being your greatest victory, At the end of the day, I haven't been through a relationship or a breakup that hasn't like completely transformed me. And I think those events in my life have been my biggest catalyst to change. And it's only recently that I've started to like understand and accept that placement and actually try and work with it rather than being intimidated by it. So, yeah, that's the best thing about it. I feel that's similar to my moon in seventh square Pluto as well. Just Mm. The, the deepest side of me comes out in relationships and relating with others. A lot of reveals come even to myself. But like you said, it's better to swim with the tide than against the ebb and flow, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all given certain lessons for a reason. So it's good to actually, like, see that clearly rather than just think, oh, woe is me, my life is so shit. Like, you know, all these things, there's always a silver lining is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, basically. <laughs> No, it's all about positive attitude, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So we go into the next question then. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, which part of astrology to you gives the most reveals? Oh, okay. Well, for a start, there's so many different types of astrology, but I'm going to be really basic here and say natal chart astrology. So just yeah. look at the birth chart. Um, purely because not only was that the first astrology that I started looking at, and I think really that's the case for most people in the Western world, um, but I just think it shows so much about like your life themes and the basic building blocks of a person, yes. their character, their potential, their personality, and I really think that is the doorway into astrology because you can look at the transits, you know, you can look at everything else, but the natal chart is really the basis of how you're going to approach certain situations and um, really what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, Really, it just shows so much. Like I've read people's natal charts before and been able to tell some crazy stuff about people I don't even know, like random stuff like their family heritage, you know what I mean? Like their childhood events, like just really detailed things that just, give it a lot of credibility now i'm with you building blocks is the atom is the a- atomic side of astrology charts and it all starts with your map your inner sky it all starts with you yes. so that snapshot of the sky that map that shows where you are and helps you remember who you are if ever you get lost is so important and yeah. maybe the other parts of astrology are like the toppings on the ice cream but this is the actual cone that holds it all together, the basis, the foundation. And coming from a background of knowledge of self, mm-hmm. I was into just finding out who I am, where I came from, family heritage, 
those yeah. things are also mirrored in the chart and it's amazing so no matter how far i've progressed in my studies you know mm-hmm. i'll never be a master of it all that's how i see myself but the basic nature which always humbles me with reveals you know someone can show their actions or show or talk about what's happened in a consultation and it can be described basically in the chart you know approaches to life just the statements that are made in the chart are, are really real absolutely i really agree with that and that was a great question by the way and this question kind of follows on so what is your favorite part of astrology right so even though i've given reverence sounded like i put the basic name chart on a pedestal <laughs> go against that and say sinistry is my favorite yes now with my settings my partnership settings in my chart mm-hmm. partnership i'm just built for delving into compatibility chemistry so i love doing all the whole composite charts relationship charts looking at the synastry uh, the interplay between people's energies and how them they might be cohesive or not as one chart i love delving into that and seeing the reveals and also asking people um did this happen did that happen or just finding out from couples or people in relationship to basically add to my little database of knowledge there i love that and i definitely agree like synastry is such a vital part of astrology because relationships are obviously at the core of our lives pretty much like you couldn't live without some sort of relationships to someone whether it's like your mother when you're a child or obviously growing up a partner colleague colleague yeah it's nice isn't it you can get to see like the strengths and the weaknesses of a relationship between people and also rooms rooms for progression i mean it's always important to take into consideration the level of consciousness that you're at and obviously the stage of development you are in life your age cultural influences all of that stuff but yeah keeping keeping it brief yeah finished brief so would you say that's your favorite part of astrology it's definitely one of them and I actually found like this question is a hard one because there is so many parts of astrology that I love but I would say like the one I have to land on although I don't know a whole deal about the ins and outs I really really love Corey which is basically you know casting a chant to answer a specific question um and I just really like it because everyone has questions in life of course and that is just really a good cut and finish way to get those answered and to help navigate um a path forward and I just think it's really accurate really so yeah (laughs) no that's that's far off that's far off how do you feel about this do you feel a client really needs to come back for another consultation later down the line okay so I think for one it definitely depends on the situation like what they're getting a reading for um for example say they're getting a reading for vocation then maybe they've got the answer they need and they don't want to come back however I feel like if you're looking at something like the transits, um, a yearly reading, something like that, I think it really is good to come back and reflect on what's happened, see how they're progressing, see where they're at now. Um, but I think it can really be likened to the work of, say, a therapist. Like an astrologer is a form 
of a therapist if that makes sense and realistically you wouldn't go to a therapist once for a consultation you you would go multiple times unless you either didn't like the therapist or um you weren't ready to delve any deeper and I think that's a key thing there because if someone's not ready to dive deep and confront what's going on then I can't see them coming back but the for the readings I've done I know people who want to come back you don't necessarily have to prompt someone usually they'll do it of their own accord so yeah what about you always simple as that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's always good to basically get a follow-up sort of like Mm -hmm. an MOP you check your car in you you don't just do it once in a life You, you do it again and again after a while it's always good to find out where you are but also give Give that consultation, give the feedback that was given in a consultation some room to blossom, you know. And then it's nice to look at hindsight and see how everything worked out with what the astrologer said. But then also to go back and get, yeah, just go back and get a follow-up and see how it goes. It sounds like seeing a gynecologist in a way, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I do that often. Yeah. I'd hope not, but anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. The feedback's really important, and I like your comparison to the MOT because that is very, very true. Um, So just quickly, a few more questions. So what is the best thing that astrology has done for you? Like, how has it benefited your life? The best thing that it's done for me is basically shown what potential challenges that I was coming up against mm. uh, especially in the family side of things as well it was very insightful yeah to basically see what what was coming up in my life and just how to prepare to meet the uh what I call the inspector I look at planets as inspectors or angels so just how to prepare and get my house in order for yeah. that transit that was coming and yeah prepared the best I could have done to mm. basically, um, it was intense. It was a, it's a Pluto moon transit, which I'm still happening, still happening right now. And you know, yeah, helped me be more prepared and accept accept what I couldn't control. So mm. preparation and acceptance. Yeah. What would you say is the best thing astrology has done for you or shown you? Okay, so I definitely agree with what you said. Like, obviously, that went deep. I could really feel that in my being. Um, and exactly that. I think it does really reflect the challenges that we go through. And um, just reverberating what you said, it helps us accept what's happening rather than fight against it and accept the unchangeable. And I think other other than that is just self-awareness for sure, like helping me um see myself for what it really is and accept parts of myself and build on that and um yeah really develop the good and you know try and understand the so-called bad and really work mm, with my yeah. weaknesses so yeah being able to see your potential um and not only that I think as well like astrology has given me clarity in a lot of areas of my life whether it's through you know, the divination side, the transit side, seeing what I'm going through, synastry with other people, 
um, so many different things. Yeah, it's just really given me a clearer picture of why I'm here, what I'm meant to be doing, what my purpose is, and who I am, really. I love that. You made it sound like a flexible problem-solving tool or great for self-analysis as well when going back to the drawing board. So that's what I got from you. That's really good. Nice. Cool. <laughs> right. Final question. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get the chart before you get the number? <laughs> Great question. This is probably the most important question on here. <laughs> um, for one, absolutely, you should get the chart before you get the number. However, from personal experience, I can say that I should have done this. And, like, theoretically, I know that that would have been the right thing to do. But I also know myself well enough to know that I have looked at charts of people from the start. I've looked at our synastry. I've seen that it was a shambles and it was terrible. <laughs> I've still went with it. So, yeah, you should. But will you listen to it or will you be blinded? <laughs> yeah, for real, will you feel it to believe it? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it can definitely be helpful to help us see, like, situations for what they are. But, you know, some experiences we have to have. So um, we might not act accordingly still <laughs> me i'll straight up say yeah I'll, I'll try and get the chart before i get the number mm. but i can live i can live with it if i don't you know yeah so not everyone knows what time they're born and but i can still get some reveals of just the date the birthday and i've got my slick little ways of trying to find out the birthday <laughs> you know yeah so what do you do like for example you 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 meet a nice girl, right? You're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm an astrologer. When's your birthday? All that good stuff. You get the chart. Now you see something you don't like. What's the next step? Ooh. First off, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not always. I'm proud of what I do, but I'm not always going to be quick to say I'm an astrologer. Yeah. Okay. Even yeah. though I am, but I'll have my slick ways of just being like. I heard people born at night time. I heard people really come to life. At night time, if they're born at night time, the same with the daytime, and just create something engaging, and then she'll be like, "Oh, definitely night time," and that's a good way of finding out the time for me. And sometimes they'll just straight up say that that's the time they were born. You're such um, a dumb horse. I think I would straight up just be like, "Oh, what's your birth time?" <laughs> yeah, and then I'll get the day, and then just put things to. Well, I might not go on my phone straight away, but I'll keep a little note in my head. Yeah. yeah so yeah but what about like you put the chart in it's not looking good are you just going to cut that person off completely or are you going to see how it goes no, i've never i've never really done that you know i've always been the type to see okay if i don't get along with this person at least i'm going to get an astrologist out of them see how the energies of how they play out their energies in their chart and that's yeah. just more, more info to add to my little database of how yeah. things could possibly play out with a chart so it's a win-win you know so you're using them as case studies, basically. Yeah, I'm such, a, such, a, such a Capricorn moon, ain't I? I use. <laughs> not good. Not good. I love no, I'm it. Joking. I'm not that shallow, but yeah. You're collecting women for a database. <laughs> that sounds awful, Josie. What, what, what kind of picture kind of are you trying to paint on here? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't do. I don't do it all the time. I'm not like must get the chart. Must get the chart. It's not like that, but you know. That's what I, I should. Doing really <laughs> yeah. no, it's nice to have fun and just keep it free flowing and just 
find out. Just give the person a chance. They're a person, not a chart. But it's it's also fun being an astrologer to find out. I feel slick if I get the chart before I get the number. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh my god. Should we wrap up here then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's go. I think this was a good first episode. So what can we expect for the next episode then? Any ideas? Just more juicy questions, more fun questions. And just encouraging people to just see correlations between what's going on up there and what could be going on down here and in your life. You know, it might not just be happening for a reason. You know, we can mirror it to a certain placement in your chart. Everyone's got a chart everything everything that's alive everything that's ever started has got a chart whether you moved into your yard or if you bought a car or you know the birth of your dog or a country (laughs) country's independence marriage your actual birth we can dive into that everything that starts has a chart how do you feel about that people should let us know you know we're doing we've got we've got a podcast group haven't we josie yeah, so we've got a group on Facebook called The Astrology Line. We'll put it in the show notes. And if you haven't already joined, go and join. We'll be putting up um, some polls and stuff and obviously the release date of the next episode and what's going to be included. So you have that to look forward to. Love that. Looking forward to it. Me too. So you can find our socials. I'll put them in the show notes as well. I don't actually have any social media at the moment except for Facebook because I'm in a bit of a hermit phase, you know, mm-hmm. breast moon in the 12th vibe. But it's all good. I'll put your socials in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah, man of the houses. and Moth, yeah. Yeah, moth. And we're going to put this all in the notes so that people can engage with us, you know, the Twitter, Instagram email facebook more importantly the group the group is going to be lit so make sure you're locked into that and we've got an episode next week haven't we yeah we'll have an episode next week we'll put the release date on there so yeah looking forward to it forward to it so thanks for everyone who's locked into our very very first episode Mm -hmm. and stay tuned for more astro stars stars and nothing but the stars absolutely bye all right take care bye